Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Being an innovator in the gaming industry is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it means you get to create something genuinely new and push the medium forward, getting all of the accolades and sales in the process. On the other though, it means it's also guaranteed that everyone is going to be ripping off your ideas for at least the next few years. Now, I do want to stress that the features on this list aren't all inherently bad, and neither are the games that spawn them. The issue comes when an idea gets popular and other worse games rip it off without having any idea what made it so special or even work in the first place. Essentially, it becomes the gaming equivalent of that can I copy your homework meme. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are nine hugely influential video games that made everything worse. Number 9. Halo Combat Evolved Limited Weapon Carrying Combat Evolved by Name, Combat Evolved by Nature. The very first Halo took an age-old concept in first-person shooters and adapted it to be somewhat, well, not realistic, but certainly less impossible than it used to be. By that, I mean the devs realised that carrying an entire military arsenal in your back pocket like you're the mask or something was just impractical, thus limiting it to your two favourites instead. In Combat Evolved, it was a welcome change in the dynamic of combat, and the idea that you could run out of ammo, grab another gun off the floor on the fly, and continue blasting does indeed work in some scenarios, as do the tough decisions you need to make when you've got a few shots left in your sniper rifle that you want to keep, yet you know that the rocket launcher that's on the floor will also be useful in the upcoming open environment. Following games adopted this style, but didn't put anywhere near as much thought into it, seemingly just doing it because they thought they had to. Everything from Bioshock Infinite to Bulletstorm, a game specifically designed for weaponized fun, made you pick and choose at intervals. Thankfully, recent games have moved away from seeing this as a requirement for first-person shooters, and in my opinion, it's for the better. Number 8. GoldenEye Interactive Escort Missions Anytime a game forces escort missions on you, yet gives the characters independence, it reminds pretty much everyone of Natalia in GoldenEye. This was a revolutionary first-person shooter on console, and jealous developers decided to not just nick its shooting style, but they also decided that its infamous escort mission must have been an integral aspect of GoldenEye's success. Of course, this title didn't invent these type of quests, but they seemingly proved that every successful, innovative title needed at least one to bring the whole experience down. Resident Evil 4, well, it's a flawless experience, except from those Ashley segments. 
Knights. Metal Gear Solid 2, again, awesome and ahead of its time, except for when you're literally hand-holding a slow computer AI through enemy territory. And then there's Dead Rising, which just has the worst escort system going. After years, decades even, of forcing these into games, the industry finally got escort missions right by making a few games that were pretty much just one big escort mission with The Last of Us and Bioshock Infinite in 2013. But still, we had to suffer through so much to get to that point. Number seven. Resident Evil 4 Quick Time Events. Quick Time Events, used sparingly, are a great way to keep players immersed and attentive. Usually during cutscenes to stop them nipping off to make a cuppa and missing the plot and, you know, stuff like that. Shenmue helped popularise these back in 1999, and they weren't necessarily hated then, but they really came into the mainstream following the release of Resident Evil 4. Again, they were mostly fine in that game, even increasing the intensity of some action scenes, but they became a feature developers leaned on hard when they couldn't think of anything interesting to do afterwards. It got to the point where most of the best action was relegated to QTEs, leaving players wishing they could be the ones in control rather than trying to memorize a button pattern. David Cage's games for a while just took the absolute piss with this in particular though. I understand that he wanted to make interactive dramas, but come on dude, do we really need to press X to Jason. Although, to be fair, now that I say that actually, maybe QTEs were worth it after all because of the memes that they spawned. Press F to pay respects, eh? Number 6. The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion accidentally birthing microtransactions. Now this one might sound like a bit of a weird one. Oblivion was absolutely beloved upon release, ushering the Elder Scrolls into the mainstream in a way the other installments just couldn't quite crack. It was a huge, ambitious title that prioritised player freedom, revolutionising what was capable in the open world genre on console. It was hugely influential in one other way though, that being accidentally spawning microtransactions as we know them today. Alongside the game's expansion DLC packs, there was the infamous horse armor. Released for just a couple of bucks, this allowed players to get a garish cosmetic item for their horses, and it was immediately rejected by fans online. It sounds a little bit quaint now, but back then, nobody could believe the goal on Bethesda to charge people for this, and it quickly became known as one of the worst pieces of DLC ever released. The thing is though, despite the vocal backlash, people still bought the damn thing, and it netted the developer a hefty chunk of change. Noticing this, after a few years, this idea was brought back in a big way by other publishers, and now microtransactions like this are the rule rather than the exception. Number 5. Diablo 3 Always Online DRM Diablo 3 made waves back in 2013, mostly for its poorly implemented always on digital rights management concept. SimCity 2013 also had a similarly bad time with this too, but that one didn't quite survive the controversy. The issue was, every developer started shoving this into their games whether they needed it or not, and Square Enix were the absolute champions of this nonsense. Hitman 2016's world and progression system, for instance, is vast, with unlockables being tied to both story and character level progression. So to log in and play a bit when your internet's down, only to find that your progression is tied to always on DRM was just daft. Ubisoft are guilty of this too, especially when it came to Ghost Recon Wildlands. Tying always on DRM to single player feels like a punishment, as if the insistence on multiplayer overrules wanting to play by yourself. The added fear of losing everything if your internet is down isn't fun either, of course. Number 4. Street Fighter 4 
paying for new fighters. Remember the good old days of unlocking new characters in beat-em-ups, those tests of strength against bosses to have them on your roster, those playground whispers of secret criteria to unlock others? Well, you can thank Street Fighter 4 for piddling all that up the wall in favour of paying more real money to get them instead. Now, to its credit, Street Fighter 4 was an incredible return to form after its 11-year hiatus, but it did give Capcom the confidence to then release a bare-bones Street Fighter 5 that prioritised post-release content. Now, fighting games are all platforms for this kind of content. Mortal Kombat 11, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, they're all in on it. Gone are just the days of unlocking fighters, now you're expected to fork out real money for them. And yeah, I know that business is business, but come on, we all know it stings when a fan favourite character is saved to be sold separately because they know that we'll actually want to buy it. That's not cool. Number 3. Uncharted Intrusive Scripted Sequences when it comes to modern story-driven action-adventure games, Uncharted set the blueprint. And love it or hate it, between collapsing tunnels, tumbling out of planes, intense jeep rides and more, Nathan Drake's adventures are never dull. The problem is that bar the occasional low-level input, a lot of the major beats are merely scripted sequences that only give you the illusion of control. Naughty Dog have perfected this blend of agency and authorship, but other titles which tried to ape this style couldn't quite nail it the same way, and resulted in boring sections that might as well have been cutscenes. Take Marvel Avengers for instance, I know we've ragged on this game loads, but this title had scripted scenes that would literally come to a standstill until you put in the inputs. There was no challenge or even thought to it, you just did the thing or the simulation would pause until you complied. It's a far cry from the immersive scenes of The Last of Us, I'll tell you that. Number two. Batman Arkham Asylum Detective Vision. As the old saying goes, you either die a hero or live long enough to see every new game steal your unique selling points. Combining both Bruce's detective and combat skills perfectly, Rocksteady rewrote the script on how players interpreted the play space. Batman's detective vision spiced up clue hunting and predator planning. Whilst the initially easy yet wonderfully balanced combat system made it fresh and exciting. And it made sense for Batman of all people to have a miniaturized x-ray device in his cowl. But it doesn't quite make the same sense when Lara Croft has the same thing just in her eyes. Suddenly this seeing through wall of vision was the new cool, despite it not making any sense why other characters would be able to do it. Now I must admit whether it makes sense in universe or not doesn't really matter, as these vision modes can be great for encouraging planning and interactivity. But when a game is more optimal to play with them on at all times, it robs that game of any artistry. I mean, what's the point in all of those level artists painstakingly putting in details that'll just be missed by these vision modes? Number 1. Gears of War Cover-Based Shooting Operation Winback and Killswitch may have coined the mechanic, but Gears of War threw cover-based shooting into the spotlight. It reinvented the third-person shooter genre, throwing out the old stand-there-and-tank-hits concept with this pseudo-tactical mechanic. And initially, it was great, but then... It was everywhere. Every single shooter had to have a cover mechanic. Inversion, a game that lets you turn gravity on its head, had one. Hunted Demon's Forge, a fantasy adventure, even had a cover mechanic as well, just shoehorned into it because Gears of War good, I guess. And again, when done properly, this of course works. It's perfectly natural to want to hide when sharp things are trying to hurt you. But so many people got it wrong. 
Killzone maybe being the worst offender, as taking cover in a first-person shooter just had you staring at walls for most of the game. And they're not even good walls, they're like those crap grey walls that those first two Killzone games just had loads of. I mean, at least Rainbow Six Vegas switched perspectives to make it a bit more exciting. As I say, it's not an inherently terrible concept that it had been doing the rounds before Gears popularised it, it's just that when Epic Shooter hit, everyone was wanting a piece of hiding from the action. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.